Welcome to Breakpoint Podcast, a show that dedicates itself to the best racket sport in the world. For the most extensive tennis podcast, let's join Ryan Tennyson, Josh Campbell, Joel Fritchie, and your host, Val Febo. The ITF has announced a proposed change to the Davis Cup to reinvigorate the competition, if it needed reinvigorating. It would involve 18 teams, one week, and one location. The big question is, should the drastic changes be made to a prestigious and historical tournament like the Davis Cup? This is Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about today on the show, including these new changes announced by the ITF within the last 24 hours. Josh Campbell will join me in the studio. We'll give a review of what happened last week with two of the next-gen ATP stars winning titles in Marseille and Delray Beach, along with what happened elsewhere around the globe. We've got our rankings and our all-important predictions and our tipping competition. But before we do any of that, I'll introduce the other man who's in the studio with me today. His name is Josh, the captain Campbell, Josh, how are you? I'm not too bad. I prefer the prodigy, but the captain's also nice. Captain's not. That, that, that was one of the original ones, I think. The, the Which one was first, prodigy or ca- uh, captain? I think prodigy was okay. first. Captain's kind of... It's kind of developed more, and I've been used more as like a, yeah. a nickname for me. But I, yeah. I really, really like the prodigy. Okay, shows, right. shows my passion and my <laughs> intelligence. Your prowess. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll go with the prodigy from now on. But um, look... We'll start with what I with what I just read out before the Davis Cup changes, or I don't even think they're going to call it the Davis Cup anymore. This, these are the new ITF proposed changes, Josh. So it'll be called the World Cup of Tennis Finals, which will be held in the final week of the season. Or sorry, just after the ATP Finals, so either the week after or two weeks after. It'll go for a week, eighteen nations in one location. Uh, a round-robin stage with eight teams progressing through to a quarterfinal knockout stage and then so on um, going for the rest of the tournament. Three matches, best of three sets. I think teams will still be f- of four four players. Um, one singles, one doubles. Unanimous, unanimously endorsed by the ITF Board of Directors and will be submitted for approval in the AGM in Orlando in August. So... First things first, I want to get your thoughts on what you think of these proposed changes instead of... And, and bearing in mind, this eliminates any sort of home and away tie. Um, so it's all either on neutral or if one country's in it, they'll get to host it. Um, so, it, it, look, I think it could take away from the atmosphere, but I want to get what uh, your opinion first. Well, I think one of the biggest staples of Breakpoint has been our debating and arguing about how we can improve the Davis Cup. Because we think it should be as important as the World Cup is for, for the sport of soccer or football, depending on where you are in the world. Um, and I think us trying to compare um, tennis to soccer or football, they've kind of taken it a bit too literally and tried to mimic the World Cup. And I, I reckon you're completely taking away the integrity and the, the tradition of what the Davis Cup has meant. More important, I reckon the biggest statement of that is the fact that they've changed the name. The fact that it's going to be called the World Cup of Tennis Finals, which... I know. I don't know about you. That's a it stupid name. It doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. The Davis Cup does. The World Cup. That makes it. World Cup of Tennis Finals. Sounds like something a five-year-old would write when he's trying to think of a name. Well, it's you, mate. You are exactly right. And look, the Davis Cup was founded in 1900, so that's 118 years ago, and 118 years of history in our game in the, the sport it's the that gentleman we love. Sport. Exactly in the sport that we love and. Look, it's been five sets since its inception. They're going to scrap that. Now, do you see that as do you see this as the death of five set tennis? Because I see 
if the ITF is stupid enough to get rid of five sets in in Davis Cup or in this international competition, I think it's it's not going to be long before we see it in Grand Slams. And if we see it in Grand Slams, I think that's the death of tennis. Yeah, it's the death of tennis. Yeah, I, I, I reckon if, it's the death of traditional tennis. I reckon it'll still keep its fan base because my biggest issue with this is the fact that. I could go on a massive rant about the implementation of social media in society. But the fact that social media has been in our society over the last 10 or 15 years, everyone's attention span is so much shorter now. We, we're, uh, you've seen it through cricket. You've gone from tests to one days to 2020s that they've tried to regress it. We've seen the implementation of fast four tennis because they realize people can't pay attention for long, prolonged periods of time anymore. They need shorter, shorter amounts of time. Otherwise, they get distracted by something else. It's a little bit sad, isn't it? It's very sad. And it's frustrating for people uh-huh. who love the purest of tennis and who can yeah. sit and watch a five-hour tennis match and be enthralled by it. And look, that's that's the thing. Like, I I can sit there and watch it. Like, I'll have my phone. I'll I'll go on my phone for a, for a period of time. But I'd much rather be able to have my phone there with me for a five set match than you know, say if it was a three set match. When you look up and within fifty minutes, and you're like, oh oh crap, it's over. Um, and look, it's uh, moving back to what they what they're doing here. Best of three sets. I can understand why the players want it because that a long season last thing they want is something that that will go for too long, because um, it's essentially like another another Grand Slam with the amount of matches that they'll have to play. Um, but look, I I don't know. Best of three sets means that anybody can really win it. That Davis Cup. Yes, we've seen a lot of obscure winners or obscure match winners in the past and obscure five setters, but best of three sets. If someone just plays a blinder, you've only got to play two two blinding sets instead of having to beat a top 10 opponent in five, and you've got to win three sets. And we saw Mackenzie McDonald at the Australian Open play two great sets against Grigor Dimitrov, but mm. he couldn't play that. Like, yes, and he played a th- another great set, yeah. lost at 8-6, but he couldn't put his opponent away. Yeah. And that's where five-set tennis is great, and it separates the greats or the men from the boys, and it's 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 the reason the reason it's the reason the Fognini's of the world aren't like Grand Slam Grand Slam finalists or Grand Slam winners because they can't play that consistent level of unbelievable tennis throughout the course of five exactly. sets. Exactly, they can play one set of tennis and you go, "How is this guy not world number one?" And then the next set, he's framing it into the sky. You're mm. like, "That's why." Yeah, well, and that's exactly right, and that's how. Um, it's it's how tennis has been for such a long time, and I think if you ask many people what their most memorable tennis matches have been. They will. Uh, it's those five probably, set thrillers. But probably maybe five out of ten will say a Davis Cup match. A lot of them will look at that Alex Dimonor and Alexander Zverev match in the uh, in the Davis Cup just gone past. Well, that you say was, that, but I'm saying I reckon ten out of ten of them are five set matches. Oh yeah. Well, no one. I think a lot of people remember the thrilling three set matches that they see. Like, you know, well, Kyrgios, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm last talking year. about men specifically because obviously women aren't playing five yeah. sets. But for, for men's games, if you're talking about your Most top, of them would top be... 10 games of all time that you can think of, they're all going to be five setters. Oh, the, I, the, the, even... momen- the momentum swings, how it goes back and forth, people coming ba- down from two sets to love, how much it takes mentally to come down from two sets to love to win a match. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I would even put Kyrgios and Federer from Miami last year. I'd put that match in there. Um, that was one of the best I've seen. But it's very rare that a three set match will actually. Over overpower one of the five set matches for me. There's so many that I can reel off that that I loved watching and um, that that you'd easily love to sit down and watch again. And and it, it's disappointing that, that that it probably will come to this because the changes will be made. A lot of people are calling for it. I'm I'm not a fan of these changes, especially and what you said and comparing it to the World Cup um, of soccer. 
the round robin stage, it's at 16 now, the, the amount of teams in the Davis Cup. Why increase that to 18? I, I, I don't understand because then that would mean there's six groups of three when you can just do four groups of four, four. and, and then and then have one. two go through. Yeah. But I think what they're doing is to make it less matches so they can get through the pools quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's really confusing. And then they'll have the um they'll have playoffs for the teams that go out in the mm. in the final um in the sorry in the first round of groups. It's it's confusing me already. Mm. Um, and then they'll have like the world group playoffs. So teams that win their zones will come up and come and play, whereas the teams that um don't win or don't get through their groups will have to play these playoff teams to keep it, to keep their spot in this world group for the next year, which is, you know, it's similar to what we do in the Davis Cup mm. now, but it's... Oh, it, it, if I want... if With this, this um, new system that is going to be implemented, like it is going to be implemented, one thing I would like to be changed in the future is I would like to see it happen more uh, like biannually or every four years, if that makes sense, as opposed to every year. I reckon yeah. it would add more to the atmosphere if it's, if the people knew that this isn't going to be happening every year. If you extend it, it kind of adds a prestigious factor to it. Or every second year, I think. That's, oh, what, that, like, that's what I meant by biannually. What's the word for every second year? I don't know. Let's just say every second <laughs> every year. Every second year, yeah. Um, so look, I think... Uh, I think that's a good idea. What you can do, you can do Fed Cup one year, Davis Cup the next, mm. and just keep that rolling yeah. and ha- not have them in the same year. Um, and this new, there's a new partnership. Um, so the uh, ITF, this is in the Courier Mail, the ITF has announced a 25-year partnership worth $3.8 billion with investment group Cosmos to fund the tournament. The Federation says that several world-class cities have already expressed interest in hosting the event. Um ITF President David Haggerty said this is a complete game changer for the ITF and for tennis. Our vision is to create a major season-ending finale that will be a festival of tennis and entertainment featuring the world's greatest players representing their nations to decide the Davis Cup champion. So I think it might actually be called the Davis Cup still, which I, I hope it is because if they change the name, I swear to God... Um, I I think it is being changed. I would, I'm pretty uh, sure it is being changed. Because it says, it, David Haggerty has said it's th- to decide the Davis Cup champion. So I think that might stay the same. I think what I've right. got here might be wrong. Maybe but the it's tournament's the same... called the World Cup of Tennis, but yeah. the champion is called the Davis Cup champion. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. I think they'd award the Davis Cup. Um, so this new partnership will not only create a true World Cup of Tennis, but will also unlock record levels of new investment for future generations of tennis players and fans around the world. Um, the, so matches, as I said, would be consist, would consist of two singles rubbers and one doubles over best of three sets, and it will feature a playoff round which will allow eight nations to qualify for the following year's finals, while the current zone group competition will continue underneath that. So, but guess who this, um, the founder of Cosmos is? Yeah, I, I'm ready here. Jared, Jared Piquet. Piquet. Yeah, from so Barcelona. So he isn't just making money from Barcelona, he's making money of off grand proportions here mm. um, getting involved in tennis and actually well his wife is Shakira so um, I think they're making just enough money because um, I don't think they're struggling to pay rent no definitely not I think they, they just pay the mortgage up front um, so look it's I, I don't know I still don't know I think we'll see when when the tournament starts I think maybe next year um, but look I, I don't mind that festival of tennis but do you think that players will actually go 
Like these big I, I players. Do, I do think players will go. So say like a Roger Federer. He's just finished the ATP finals. I don't think Roger Federer will go, but I think of the top 10 players, I reckon at, at least half, hopefully more will, will go. But if you, if you think about it, how many of the top 10 players actually played in the Davis Cup first round? A lot of them. Mm. Or Chilich just made the Australian Open final, so he pulled out, I think, because of fatigue, but Zverev played. Um, I think there are a few other Nadal players. Nadal didn't play. No, uh, did Spain? No, Nadal didn't. Or Nadal was injured. Yeah. Um, but most of them try and play. Um, you at least oh, stand in play. No, he's not. Top he's 10, not top actually, ten. Yeah. But you get most of the. You get most of the top ten. I think did. I think sock played. Um, mm. So you get most of them going anyway. So that's what I don't understand. If 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 it's similar numbers, the change is ridiculous. Mm. And I kind of like that. You know, home ground advantage or home court advantage. It's the one thing that's going to miss, like the atmosphere that you got from, like, say, an yeah. Argentina, Italy tie, uh, in Buenos Aires, and you can just see the crowds going yeah. nuts. Um, you're not going to get that same level, that level of atmosphere. Or if and, Argentina and it, play it, Italy yeah. in Basel or yeah. something like that. How are you going to get an atmosphere for that? You're, you're just going to get people coming to watch tennis mm. like a, it, like I, a normal I, match. I, they, completely... they are trying to make themselves the World Cup without the realisation that they don't have the prestige of the World Cup and they're not going to get those constant level of fanatics all, all to one city. And it's going to be a massive event. I just don't think it's going to have that level of atmosphere. And that's the thing. It doesn't have the prestige of the World Cup. Yeah. It doesn't. And that, and as much as it pains me to say that about my a sport that I love, yeah, it doesn't. No, and it's dropped off a lot. So that's why I think the home the home tie advantage is so crucial to it because you get the atmosphere. Even when they go to Kazakhstan, yeah, you hear the trumpets and and everything going. It's 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 a real shame that this might be the this might be what it comes to. And look, they have to find figure out ways to to make the game marketable again. And I understand that, or not again, but to make it more marketable than what it is and to to get people and and the younger generation coming to the tennis and to see their big players and it gives them an an extra opportunity to go see tennis in their own city um so i understand that and if it's at a different location every year then i guess maybe australia might get that extra tournament melbourne might get it um so look it's it's interesting so yeah I'm not sure. So we'll get a quick yes or no. Oh, it's a no. It's a very, no? It's a very easy yeah. no. And I've, I've explained pretty much why I think it's a no. I, I reckon, first of all, you're ruining the, the tradition of a tournament that's been, as you said, 118 years. I'm really disappointed it's going to be three sets because you're just not going to get that same level, those five-set thrills yeah. you got in a Davis Cup game. But look, and the, the whole neutral um, venue as well, I, 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 you'll have like one, obviously you can have one host nation and then that'll rotate yearly. But um, yeah, you're going you're gonna to lose atmosphere. Oh, I think so, definitely. And and look, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And we saw the Labor Cup, though. The Labor Cup, people got into it. The players yeah. got into it. So, I guess it's a, a bit of a wait and see moment. But look, I, I'm not a, a massive fan of this. But then again, the the zone groups now are best of three sets in the Davis Cup. They have changed that. World Group playoffs and World Group are the only parts of the tournament that are best of five sets now. So, look, I think it's probably the way that it was always going to go eventually, but it's it's a shame that that it's happened now. I was hoping we'd at least last another 20 years, but yeah. um, unfortunately that's not the case. But also the ATP Next Gen is beginning to come the now, or become the now, with Francis Tiafo claiming his maiden title and Karen Khashinov his second. We've seen two of the sport's young guns or young stars blossom in the same week for what could be the first of many. 
in the extremely or in their what could be their extremely prosperous careers. And in Marseille, Kaden Hashinov defeated Luka Pui 7-5-3-6-7-5 in the final. Delray Beach, I don't think anybody would have put money on this final. It's Francis Tiafo over Peter Gijacic, 6-1-6-4. So, look, it was a great week for both of those guys, wasn't it, Josh? They they both they both hit the ball well. They're clean. Um, it, it wasn't just them as well. Like, if you look at the quarterfinals... Um, in Delray on Beach. Bo- uh, Delray Beach on the bottom side of the, door, bottom side of the draw. You've got Hyung Chung, Francis yep. Tiafo, Taylor Fritz, and Denis Shapopolov. <laughs> Shapovalov. 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 Is that yeah. how you pronounce yeah. it now? Um, I've heard so many different yeah, pronunciations well, Del- of his name. Delray Beach or Tennis Channel actually posted a video of them going up to people in the grounds of the Delray Beach tournament. People were pulling out letters that weren't even there. <laughs> like I they, just did. They, yeah, yeah, you got Shapovalov. Shapovalov. But they were going, someone said Sharapova. <laughs> Now, that's uh, understandable, um, I reckon. You just see the name and you just go, yeah, I've heard Sharapova. it's there. It's written yeah. there. You weren't looking at it then, but like someone uh, is looking at it and going, Shaparovalo? Like, how? I don't understand. Um, that's my gripe. But, um, mm. look, but think th- about that. That's four, the four people on, on the bottom side of those quarterfinals. Yeah. Both well, all, all under the age of like 23, I think. Uh, 21. All 21. Yeah. So, look. Shapovalov and Tiafo. I was looking forward to that. It was a bit of an anti-climax mm. with uh, um, Tiafo winning that seven five six four, but three set win over Chung, uh, th- an epic win over Del Potro, and a three set win over Matt Ebden as well. Ebden belted Tiafo in Brisbane, mm. so it was a bit of a, a bit of a turnaround there. And Kashinov as well. I see more upside for Kashinov than I do for Tiafo. Yeah. I don't. I, I think this was like a once-off, unbelievable tournament. Like. Look, he's it's good. underrated. Like the bit, like he went through Abdon. I mean, fair enough. Not maybe not a, a massive, but he's gone through Del Potro, Chung, and Shapovalov. Yeah, and Gajowchik, and Gajowchik, Gajowchik. In his well, in in his defence, uh, Gajowchik had played a final before and won a title. Mm. So it's it's so great effort from Tiafo. But look, he pushed Federer at a five in the U.S. Open last year. Has the quality. Whether he's a top ten player, I don't think so. Um, but look, he's only 20 years old. So he's the first player ever born in 1998 to win an ATP World Tour title. So we're getting close to the new millennium there. But also, um, Karen Khashinov, what do you see for him for the rest of his career? For his career? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I, I see the sky's the limit for him. I think yep. he's an unbelievable talent. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. He was, I, he was I, phenomenal. I would be shocked if he isn't in the top 10 at some point in his career. Oh, he'll have to get there. I reckon even top 30 this year. Yeah. Um, and then, look, the players... I don't, I don't see world number one. I don't think he's Not got, yet, I anyway. I don't think he's got that in him. I could see, uh, if I had to make a guess, a career high of maybe three or four. Yeah. When he gets to 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair yeah, enough. I reckon he's unbelievable talent. He's yeah. fantastic ground strokes. He's just strong, um, got a strong body. He's a great server. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And look, I... I it's it's a tough one to see with all these next gen players because some of them never really kick on. Yeah. And some of them that are touted so highly at such a young age, they never really they never really amount to what they were supposed to. And um look, these two have obviously had a great week and have shown glimpses of, of future of being a future champion, but mm. I guess we'll wait and see. And that's what I've said a couple of times today, but it's definitely true. Uh, that's all we've got uh, for our review today. We'll just run through the other results in Rio de Janeiro. Little five foot seven Diego Schwartzman. I love watching him play. Uh, the six seed defeated Fernando Vadasco in the final there in Brazil, six two, six three. He in- really should have the title mini Nadal. Oh, he doesn't really play like 
Rafa Lee's as point. a clay specialist, and he's got some fantastic. He has an unbelievable power for someone that short. Yeah, no, he does. He's he's phenomenal to watch. He mm. just does not stop fighting. Their match at the Australian Open in the fourth round this year. Mm. Four hours for four sets. He just did not want to give up. In Dubai, Alina Svitolina top seed defended her title over Dare Kasatkina 6-4-6 love. And in Budapest, Ed Sheeran, Alison Van Wietvank defeated Dominika Sibulkova, the top seed, 6-3-3-6-7-5. It's not the most to... generous nickname we've ever given someone. <laughs> no, it's not. I think we've said it before, so it's okay. Um, I'm not just introducing that now. But um, if you do get a chance, go on and look because there is an uncanny similarity between the two. Mm. Um, it's it's quite scary. Um, but yeah, that's it for the review. We'll get to a break. Afterwards, we're going to talk the rankings. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. This is Breakpoint Podcast. Val Febo and Josh Campbell here with you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon in Melbourne. It's it's hot in the studio again, but uh, we're getting closer to winter, so we won't have to have to sweat through the walls here. So it's 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 getting there. But look, we've got our rankings to get through now, and um, Joel's not here, so his top ten is left uh, is left unmanned. But I'm going to give that to you today, Josh. In a so privileged situation. The ATP here. top ten far away. I'm going to try and do Joel proud here. Um, staying true at number one, Roger Federer. I'll give him a round of applause just for how brilliant he is. Uh, at two, Ra- at two, Rafael Nadal. At three, Marin Cilic coming for number one. He is coming. He is coming hard. Uh, number four, Grigor Dimitrov. At five, Alexander Zverev. At six, Dominic Team. At seven, David Goffin. At eight, Kevin Anderson. At nine, up one, one Martin Del Potro. And te- down two to ten, Jack Sock. Your man, he's still in the top 10, but mm. couldn't defend his Delray title. No, so, he couldn't. I thought he was rather disappointing in that tournament as Yeah, well. he lost in the second round, didn't he? Yeah. To Opelka. I don't, did, you watch, did you watch any of his um, like the highlights from his matches? No, I looked, haven't seen it. He looked a bit disinterested. Oh, he's looked disinterested all year, mm. to be honest. It's been disappointing from Sock. But um, Kevin Anderson, career high ranking up to world number eight. So fantastic two weeks in a row for him. The Aussies, Nick Kyrgios, down one to 16. Matt Ebden, up one to 87. Jordan Thompson, after winning the challenger in Chennai. Uh, he's uh, made the final in uh, Kyoto. And is now up three to ninety-two. Jordan uh, John Millman won the title over Jordan Thompson during the week, and uh, he's up ten to ninety-three. Uh, Alex Demon up four to one thirty-seven. Akira Santillan down nine to one sixty-nine. Uh, Bernard Tomic down three to one seventy-one. Tanasi Kokonakis semi-finals in the Morelos Challenger in Mexico up sixteen to one ninety-nine. Jason Kubler down four to two oh nine, and John Patrick Smith qualified for Delray Beach is up six. For two to two hundred and sixteen risers and sliders, your riser Josh. Ah, uh, well, I got to go with Francis Tiafo up thirty to sixty one with his win. It was un- unbelievable when you really see it. First of all, when you realise who he beat, but just for someone that young winning a tournament and it hasn't really been talked about too much. No, it hasn't. I think we've. I think we're used to look, young young players pushing tournaments. We, now. we know the next gen players to look out for, and he's definitely one of them. But for me, he wasn't necessarily high up on that radar of people who are going to win a tournament this early in his career, and he's already done it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I really wasn't. So I thought Shapovalov was was probably going to be the man to do it yeah. after um, Tiafo knocked out Del Potro, but um, obviously not. Mine was well. Who else? Diego Schwartzman up five to eighteen after winning his first ATP 500 event in Rio and his second title of his career. Sliders of the week. Uh, well, down eight spots to forty. Milos mm. Raonic. 
Yeah, lost to Steve Johnson in, in the, the second, second round, round yeah. of Darrow Beach. Was a finalist last year. Um, it's been really disappointing coming out. I think still obviously recovering. I don't think he's right yet. Yeah. I, I don't think he's he's all there. Um, you know, first round loss to the Australian Open, pulled out of another tournament. He's just struggled. Mm. And look, I, put, I put a lot of faith into him thinking he's going to recover. But um, yeah, I, I have to start tipping against him now because he's just looked in all sorts. Start of last year, you had him as a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can you give him two <laughs> years, I still reckon he's going to be a Grand Slam champion. No, no way. Yep. No way. By, by, are, the, by the end of 2019, I... I'm not guaranteeing it, but you I'm saying I could. He could so see him in Grandstand. I, I don't think. I don't think he's going to get there ever now. You I think. I think his you time's his injuries. done. I think his time's done. I just think. Look, he's been around for eight years on the tour now. Um, I, look, I just think that it, there's so many players that have overtaken him now that are chances to do it. And he was there before the Zverevs and Dimitrovs I, really I, came honestly, up. And, I just reckon there's something about a big server that's never going to go away. And if he can get himself back into health. With his unbelievable serving ability, he's, I reckon he's always going to be a major threat. Yeah, they never go away. But look, Karlovich has never gone away. But no. you know, he's, I, he's, I mean, he's been Karlovich is never winning a Grand Slam. Again, no, never. But I, I still reckon Raonic. I don't reckon he's past it yet. Yeah, he he really needs to. He's got to do it soon, though. Mm. That's the thing. But we'll move on. Mine's Joe Wilfried Songer. He was my slider last week. Down another nine to thirty-six in the world after being unable to defend his Marseille title, pulled out there with a hamstring injury. The WTA now at the top ten, uh, up one spot now to number one, the new world number one, Simona Halep. The new uh, old world number the one. The new old world number one. Uh, down one to two, Caroline Wozniacki. At three, Gabin Muguruza. At four, Elena Svitolina. Five, uh, Caroline Pliskova. At six, Yelena Ostapenko. At seven, Caroline Garcia. Eight Venus Williams up one to nine Patrick Kvitova and down one to ten down one to ten Angelique Kerber. Thank you, Josh. The Aussies Ash Barty up one to sixteen Dara Gavrilova twenty six unchanged Sam Stoza down one to forty six Ayla Tomjanovic up two to ninety six Arena Rodionova also up two to one thirty Olivia Regaska up one to one forty six Lizette Cabrera is one fifty seven unchanged again Destiny Iava up two to one eighty eight Priscilla Hon also up one to one ninety and Isabel Wallace up four to 248 in the world. Risers and sliders, Josh. Josh. I nearly said Joel. Not even in the studio. I didn't, but I I got there. Uh, Four spots to 20, and I I reckon she's been my riser probably four or five times in the last year. Yeah, she has. Dario Casacchina. She is fantastic. She's such a great talent. World number 20 now, so phenomenal stuff, and she's still extremely young. so, (laughs) So she's great to watch, an excitement machine. Well, I guess you can't really go past someone rising to world number one. Mm. Um, so Simona Halep up one to one, but Alison Van Wietbank also up 30 to 50. So um, so some great results there. Sliders. Uh, my slider down five to 21, uh, Anastasia Sevastova. Fantastic. Mine, Monica Puig. She was my slider of the women's last week as well. So I've had Songa and Puig mm. in the last two weeks as sliders. Will they go for the hat trick? No one's ever done that on Breakpoint before. Is it possible? She's Mega down. Challenge it out for your Puig and uh, Song. Continue to lose. She's down 10 to 80. So that's it for the rankings this afternoon. We'll be back after the break with our all important previews of the upcoming week. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. This is Breakpoint Podcast, Val Ferbo and Josh Campbell here with you discussing all things tennis over the past week and, well, 
we've discussed the past week. Now we've got the upcoming week, Josh, and the standings for our competition, our tipping competition last week were me on 20, or 21, sorry, Joel on 20, Ryan on 19, and Josh on 18. Uh, this week, well, I've increased the lead a little bit. Me on 25, Joel on 21, you are on 20, and Ryan on 19. But Ryan didn't get his picks in last week, so we've got a bone to pick with him. He's in the naughty corner this week. Um, but, look, we've got uh, Dubai coming up this week, one of my favourite weeks of the year with Dubai and Acapulco. Amazing scenery, top-quality players. Just ends February on a high. It's such a busy Ooh, month. Top top quality players might be pushing in a little bit. It's a bit bone-dry in terms of uh, top-A talent. I meant Acapulco as well, if you combine the two weeks. Right, okay, yeah. Um, if you combine the two tournaments, they always get big names. Um, last year, they had all the members of the Big Four playing, mm. um, two in Dubai, two in Acapulco. So, look, it's exciting stuff. But in uh, in Dubai, we've got Dimitrov as the top seed, Luca Pui, the second seed, uh, Roberto Bautista Agu, the third seed, Damir Jumhur in four, uh, Richard Gasquet, five, Philip Kohlschreiber, six, Philip Kranjovic, seven, and Yuchi Sugiza, eight. Uh, rematch of the Marseille final, possible in the second round with Khashinov and Pui possibly uh, lined up for a round two match. But who are your picks here, Josh? Uh, my picks? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to bring up a tournament where... I reckon the Dubai tournament has, has lost a little bit of its... It's lost, lost a bit of firepower this yeah. year, actually. With Dimitrov to Pui, that gap is huge. Like, I'm really surprised that Berdic isn't this there. This is the or... tournament, what was it, um, two years ago. It was Djokovic versus Murray in the final. Oh, Federer usually goes Federer there. Goes there. Federer was a late pullout. I yeah. think he was supposed to play, but because he played Rotterdam, needs to manage his body. That's yeah. fair enough. But um, who have you got winning? Uh, well, my pick, I've got uh, Dimitrov over, and this will be... Surprising, but you also be a big fan of it. Damir Jumhur. Yeah, well, look, can't roll my eyes, unfortunately, but I'm going to say his name. Damir Jumhur. It's much there nicer that way. Um, look, I hope Jumhur gets there. Well, I kind of don't because I picked Luka Pui to make the final, but um, I've got Dimitrov winning as well. We'll move to Acapulco, Mexico, one of the best settings for an ATP tournament in the history of tennis. Um, Rafa Nadal backs first time since the Australian Open. Uh, world number two now, though, so... Um, take that, Rogers won. Um, <laughs> I just got to rub it in a bit more. Um, Zverev 2, Team 3, 4, Sock, Anderson 5, Del Potro 6, Query the defending champ in 7, and John Isner was 8. He lost to Ryan Harrison 6 3, 7 6, 2. Aussies in the draw. Ebden v. Query in the first round. Kokonakis and Bublik will also take on each other. Unseeded matchup, Nishikori v. Shapov- Shapovalov. That's exciting. Unbelievable. Can't wait for that one. Um, all in all, who have you got winning? Uh, I've got Nadal winning. And Nadal? I can, and I can tell, by, I can tell, tell both me why. in your reaction. Because it's, it's, it's Rafael Nadal. He's, um, we saw in the Australian Open he was struggling a little bit. But you saw the glimpses of brilliance that he had um, in, in that match. Like The way he was able to fight against Marin Halic playing through that pain was unbelievable. And it's just not surprising when you watch Rafa. So coming into this tournament in a fantastic scenery, arguably one of the greatest players of all time will prove it once again and he'll win. Yeah, well, he, the thing is, he was supposed to win it last year and ended up losing to Sam Querrey in the final. I, I don't think he's going to do that well. I think if he does get to the final, if he plays a guy like Zverev, Zverev will destroy him. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised Chilich isn't in this tournament, to be honest. It's a tournament Me too. He's, he needs him. to make some raking points and quickly. He's, and he's played in Rio, which is a 500 event, on clay. I'm not sure why he'd play the clay over the hard court, mm. but look... Who are we to tell Chilich what to do? You need to, because you said he'd be world number one. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna step in and, and tell him. But so who who was your final? Nadal and it was Nadal over Zverev. 
one and two. I've got Zverev over Query. I think Query's going to do or repeat his win over uh, Rafa Nadal in Mexico. He's ten. He's won his last ten matches in Mexico. Mm. Won the final in Acapulco last year. Won the final in Los Cabos as well. So I reckon he's going all the way in Sao Paulo now. The other tournament that people seem to forget about in this final week of February because there's two 500 events. Albert Ramos, Vinales, the top seed. Fabio Fognini, two. Pablo Cuevas, three. Gael Monfils, four. Uh, Florian Meyer, five. Guido Payer, six. Uh, sorry, Leonardo Meyer. Let me double check that. This I didn't write which Meyer it was. I don't see why it'd be Florian. I think it's, I yeah, think it's Le- Leonardo. Leonardo Meyer, five. Uh, Guido Payer, six. Uh, Tennis Sangren, seven. And Federico Delboni, eight. Who have we got winning? I've got Ramos over Delboni. Albany. I, th- I very mm. good on clay. Um, does have br- uh, glimpses of brilliance. Was seated pretty high last year. Yep. So he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Interesting. I've, I've got, got uh, Ramos beating him. I've got a pretty boring final for Nini over Monfia to be. I, well, yeah, that's not a boring. No, I mean final. like in terms. I know of what you were saying, but don't ever say no, boring no, no. That's, using those two players. That is the last thing we get. I think that a broken rackets. People jumping everywhere on court. Um, it, it, it'll be an unbelievable tournament. Uh, we'll move to back to Mexico for the WTA event in Acapulco. Sloane Stephens, US Open champion. I think she's still yet to win after the US Open. Mm. She's a top seed. Christina Mladenovic, two. Gavrilova, three. Zhang Shui, four. Arena Camelia Begu, five. Uh, Elisa Cornet, six. Lesia Serenko, the defending champ, seven. And Tatiana Maria is eight. Gavrilova did get through this morning, four, six, six, three, six, three over Madison Bringle. And Arena Rodionova also in this tournament. She got through over Kozlova from Ukraine, six, two, one. Love uh, with her opponent retiring. So, look, this tournament, I've got no idea what's going to happen. I feel like you're about to rip into me. Why? Because it... my prediction, I've got Sloane Stevens over Dasher. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, genuinely. I, I on no. It hasn't won since the US Open. I watched for Sloane Stevens to just come out firing in a fantastic looking tournament. Uh, and then I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm backing Dasher. My, my jaw's dropped for the listeners. I, I'm this, stunned. These, these are two I'm players. You, I'm, I'm the prodigy. I'm usually based on intelligence. Right now, I've got a gut feeling. These two are in some of the worst form of their career. Gavrilova included. She lost her two matches in the Fed Cup. I have seen more surprising things happen. All right. Okay. Well, go for it. Um, it's, it's at your peril. Got, we've got a bowl of words. We haven't eaten from them in quite a while. No, yeah. They're, they're sitting over here. I'm pretty hungry, actually. <laughs> um, I might be eating them this week. I've gotten Tatiana Maria over Arena Camelia Begu. It's a little off-field final, but um, look, they're both seated and both probably in better form than the two players you picked. So, look, I, I'm not sure yet, but I, I guess we'll see heading into what happens over the next week in such a beautiful setting. But that's about all we've got time for today, Josh. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. No worries, Val. Always great to be here. It is always a pleasure to be looking. It's actually looking directly across from you this week. So we've got that front-on-eye contact. It's been been phenomenal. I'm getting excited. Might need to to take my shirt off. Let's get it. It is it is extremely hot in here. That that is that is the reason. Um, we've got this this click fan. It's kind of working, but what happened to our segues? They used to be good. Yeah, I know they they used to be, but yeah, that's um yeah that's it for the show. Josh, thank you. No worries, Val. Um yeah, we we got there in the end. Um, Val Febo here with you on Breakpoint. Remember to follow us on uh, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Facebook just search Breakpoint, and on Wushka as well, where this show will be. So thanks everyone for tuning in for another week. We'll see you next week on Breakpoint. I hope everybody has a lovely day and a lovely week.